0: It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. All right, today we're gonna take a look at a report from MJ Business Daily about the top international cannabis opportunities. We're gonna look at a list of five top markets where revenue opportunities exist today for international cannabis markets. Starting off with Germany, which is home to the largest medical cannabis market outside of North America. A lot of countries with uh, medical patients that have access to domestically grown cannabis. Germany continues to import its medical flour and full spectrum extracts from Canada, the Netherlands, and Portugal, with the medications sold at German pharmacies. All of these products, I guess, are gaining robust demand amongst Germans, both in 2018 and 19. Uh, And 2020, uh, all cannabis sales for medical cannabis exceeded the combined sales of all other European nations. That includes stronger growth in both Italy and the Netherlands, Europe's second and third largest markets, respectively, for flower and full-spectrum products. But it's hard to say definitively that Germany will be the largest medical cannabis market outside of North America because it lacks a reliable data in order to make those comparisons uh, easier. In total, about 6,500 kilograms were imported for pharmacy dispensing in Germany, which translates on average to a monthly imports of 542 kilos. Last year, the average was closer to 600 kilos per month. So Germany's first domestic harvest to supply local pharmacies with flour is expected to be ready, um, but crops won't be large enough to fill the country's growing demand, meaning that overseas producers are gonna to continue to have to supply at least part of Germany's market Germany's got no signs of of demand slowing and insurance reimbursements for medical are continue to reach fresh quarterly records. So January to March, the total reimbursement of cannabis and marijuana-derived medicines reached almost 40 million euros. So Israel might be home to one of the biggest centrally regulated medical markets in the world, but they don't really release any data. So it's kind of hard to say uh, what's happening there. Plus it's very conservative. So there's not a lot of... um, Usage there is very limited uh, based on just maybe a dozen, if that, um, requirements. So it's it's hard to say what Israel's market size is or the number of licenses or the quantity of cannabis produced or stored or any monthly sales. But there's more than 70,000 patients uh, easily representing one of the, the best revenue generating investment opportunities in the world. Israel recently passed Germany as the world's largest importer of medical cannabis flower, but maybe that's for testing and not consumption. So again, it's kind of hard to tell like who's number one, but I think we could say easily um, Israel is number one for testing uh, consumption or, you know, I wouldn't open a lounge in Israel, but um, in terms of generating revenue, not really sure if Israel is the best spot um, because of um difficulties with the government. So there is, um, the Israeli government recently approved medical cannabis exports, but whether or not overseas shipments are gonna occur is yet to be seen. So not the first time they've approved cannabis exports. Um, I'm just not sure I would I would dump a bunch of money in there beforehand. All right, Italy is the second largest medical cannabis market in Europe by volume of flour and other full spectrum products sold. Um, Patients in Italy, they bought 861 kilos of medical cannabis in 2019, 50% increase. No data in 2020, but we do know that just a few companies are involved in the Italian medical market. Uh, by contrast, there's dozens of companies that are, that are active in the UK, uh, which is much smaller than Italy in terms of sales. The likely reason is that the Italian market is structured in a way that leaves little room for business opportunities. A little more than 80% of the cannabis sold in Italy last year was imported from the Netherlands, and that figures up 75%. We're seeing cannabis is either imported directly from hospital pharmacies, which are part of the Ministry of Health, or by a few private pharmaceutical wholesalers that distribute to pharmacies. Italy doesn't have its own medical cannabis production. They grow exclusively by the Ministry of Defense through um, another unit. It's the only organization organized to grow medical cannabis in Italy and was responsible for distributing all of the cannabis to Italian pharmacies. Aurora won its first application process back in 2018, and they were offering an average price of $3.48 US per gram. And then that went to $1.73 euros last year. So that's really, really cheap, really affordable. Uh, by comparison to going to Canada. So Aurora is selling their own cannabis for way cheaper in Europe, probably just gonna get that demand up. So we are seeing that all medical flowers sold in Italy produce in facilities with European Union good manufacturing process certifications, and the process is irradiated to reduce as much microbial contamination as possible. Germany will not take irradiated food. The U.S. requires that all food is hit with radiation uh, and Canada as well. But Germany um, had irradiated cannabis and they sent it back to Canada and was like, nope, we're not gonna do that. So with Italy, they have 20 administrative regions with some level of autonomy for health policies. And most of the regions offers patients some insurance coverage, which is awesome. Have insurance cover your cannabis. That is dope. Australia authorities expect the number of medical cannabis prescriptions to more than double. Uh, The 30,000 approvals from last year. So the country's market relatively young, just about uh, every metric with uh, patient approvals or prescriptions, corporate participation, uh, have experienced strong growth uh, recently. Australia is one of the largest uh, centrally regulated medical cannabis markets outside of Canada. So revenue generating opportunities exist for overseas companies. Besides medical cannabis, the country is relaxing its narcotics scheduling of cannabidiol, CBD, to make limited doses available over the counter a move expected to create additional business opportunities. That's incredibly strict. I'm surprised it's not, um, that, that hasn't happened before. So CBD, not being able to, so, be able to sell that uh, over the counter is incredibly restrictive. Their ambition to become an exporter of medical cannabis will eventually run up against reality. There's few countries currently importing cannabis in any meaningful quality uh, while about a dozen want to be exporters. And finally, Brazil. So as of mid-2020, Brazil is home to Latin America's only major medical cannabis market. Most Brazilian patients access cannabis through a program designed to be used as an exceptional uh, case. So the country has three different categories of cannabis products. They have cannabis-based medicines registered like any other medicine. They have cannabis products with uh, sanitary authorization. So those products don't require proven efficacy with clinical trials but only one product was authorized as CBD oil. Um, Authorizations granted on a case-by-case basis to import cannabis products, also not required clinical trials. So there's probably somewhere between 10 and 20,000 patients that can access cannabis throughout uh, those options, making Brazil unique in Latin America because no other country in the region comes close to that number of patients. And CBD oil makes up most of the imports because of Federal Council of Medicine, the agency that was responsible, it restricts the prescription of cannabis to CBD for treatment um, of epilepsy in children and adolescents, which is too bad because they have a ton of hemp that they're growing for export. So it's too bad that they're not um, doing that for their own market. They're just kind of growing hundreds of thousands of hectares of of hemp. So that's gonna be great for um, CBD as well as anybody looking for biomass uh, for any finished uh, textiles or products or goods. So. Um, But it is going to be harder to get a doctor's prescription for THC products in Brazil, it's gonna be harder to ship that internationally. So um, they're going to have to kind of flip their, uh, their tune a little bit in order to to generate some more revenue and have people come down there. So although a great opportunity to grow and export, doesn't really seem like the local market is going to be there. So we'll have to see if uh, Brazil is the best place to do business. Obviously, I would throw Puerto Rico in there as an American, Puerto Rico offers benefits that nobody else has, nobody else can offer. So top international cannabis opportunities, maybe not, but definitely the best place for uh, CBD and hemp. Um, Why you would pay 39% more to work out of California than Puerto Rico doesn't make any sense to me. You have 50% tax credits, you don't pay uh, federal taxes Uh, on the business. If you live there, you don't pay federal taxes yourself. Um, It's import-free from the U.S., tax-free to export. Um, It's a U.S. territory. All of these things that Puerto Rico offers uh, benefits to CBD companies are hands down better than what anywhere else can offer for an American business. So that is the best place in the world to do business, in my opinion. So with that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.